Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality, I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the elements of lightning and thunder. When I was a child, my family lived on an island in the Berkshires during the summer, and my father commuted to work each day in a small motorboat. He did this regardless of the weather, and even during thunderstorms. I can still see him standing in the stern of the boat, his hand on the tiller, steering through the storm-roughened water of the lake, lightning flashing and thunder booming all around him. He died young, although not from being struck by lightning. Now, a lifetime later, I still wonder why he made those perilous crossings, tempting fate in that cavalier manner. Perhaps from some ancestral memory, he knew that to be struck by lightning would instantly confer initiation into the realm of the shaman. I myself am more circumspect about lightning, since my own house was once struck by lightning here in Maine while I was inside of it. The spectacular flash and deafening thunderclap felt like an enormous explosion. The house caught fire and caused some damage before we were able to put it out. Afterward, I felt hyped up, strangely exhilarated, and noticeably more sensitive to what was going on around me. There are, on average, 44,000 thunderstorms every day throughout the world. Most occur over land in equatorial regions. These are storms of electricity, for the Earth, a living organism, is alive with electromagnetic energy. When the Earth's atmosphere accumulates enough of an electrical charge, we get a thunderstorm. This concentrated electrical charge descends with a flash from cloud to Earth, followed at once by a much brighter flash from Earth to cloud. The return stroke compresses the surrounding air, causing the boom of thunder. As Mark Twain once remarked, thunder is good, thunder is impressive, but it is lightning that does the work. Traditionally, we have thought of lightning and thunder as the attributes of male gods like Zeus and Thor. But the earliest depictions of the zigzag pattern of lightning some 40,000 years ago were always associated with the mother goddess. In bone carvings, pottery vessels, and statues, zigzag lines shot down from the eyes, mouths, vulvas, and breasts of goddess figures, representing the Great Mother's regenerative life force that came down from the sky, along with her life-giving rain. The oldest known goddess in the Baltic region of Europe was Perkunatete, called the Mother of Thunder and Lightning. Her regenerative powers were what cleansed and restored the sun goddess Saule each evening after she slipped below the western horizon. Another ancient lightning goddess was the Greek Perse, the light bringer. With the advent of patriarchy, lightning and thunder were taken over by the new male gods, and their character changed dramatically. Lightning became a phallic symbol, and the god fertilized his consort by entering her as lightning. Ouch! Lightning also became a weapon, 
and bearded gods rode across the sky, striking lightning with their chariot wheels and punishing the disobedient with thunderbolts. Now that we understand the physics of thunderstorms, they have lost much of their magic and awe to transfix. Instead of being taught to revere the regenerative power of old Mother Earth, we are instructed in ways to keep safe in a thunderstorm. But I still love thunderstorms, and I think my father must have loved them too, and that his risky journeys across the water may have been attempts at his own shamanic journeys, seeking regeneration and transformation. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.